This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good afternoon. I'm Greg Elliott and this is Sport Today, a weekday sports news podcast designed to keep you on the ball. And I'm Gemma Ryan. It's Wednesday the 17th of March. Happy St. Patrick's Day. In your sport today, New Zealand win the America's Cup and the AFL introduce a medical substitute for the 2021 season. Plus, private investment interest in Australian sport and Ash Barty returns to the WTA circuit. All right, let's dive in. Team New Zealand have taken out the America's Cup for the second time in a row and the fourth time overall, beating the Italian team Luna Rossa 7-3 with a pretty clear margin this afternoon. It's been a drawn-out pathway to victory, though, Gem, with race delays due to wind. Yeah, there's been a few delays. So race 10, the race that they won this afternoon, was due to happen yesterday, and New Zealand took a pretty clear lead from the outset today, and that only grew as the race went on. In both races on Monday and then again yesterday, Luna Rossa made some tactical mistakes to help New Zealand get the lead, with Aussie Jimmy Spithill on Team Luna Rossa calling yesterday's loss painful. Today's race was a pretty great one to watch though, wasn't it, Greg? Yeah, I couldn't look away. It's really fascinating. As victors of the pinnacle event in international yacht racing, New Zealand will again dictate the terms of the next America's Cup in four years' time. As a reminder, Gem, that includes things like, but not limited to, the location and some of the boat specifications. Just 24 hours out from the season opener, the AFL has confirmed the introduction of a medical substitute for the 2021 season as a safety measure for players, Gem. This means each team will be able to take 23 players into the match instead of 22. So the details are that the additional player will be selected from the club's four-player emergency list. They need to be finalised an hour before the game and they'd be allowed to warm up with the team on the field prior to the match. The AFL have been debating it right up until today, Greg, as there's been some concern it could be exploited. And there's a bit more detail of how it will actually play out in an article we'll link in today's episode notes. This last-minute change adds to the list of what's new for this season, Gem, like quarters returning to 20 minutes plus time on, a reduction in the number of interchanges from 90 down to 75, and that new man-on-the-mark rule we talked about a couple of weeks ago, too. We'll pop a link to that list in the episode notes as well. There's not long to wait to see the changes in action, with the 2021 AFL season kicking off tomorrow night. You, I'm excited. <laughs> Private investment in the NRL has again come up this week, Gem. The Australian Rugby League Commission had previously looked into it and decided not to go ahead. But this week, the sports advisory group they engaged reached out directly to several NRL clubs to try and get their support for private equity investment in the game. So the advisory group is called Oakwell Sports Advisory, and they'd been engaged by the ARL to look into private investment as an option for the code. But the ARL decided not to go down that path. There wasn't much talk about it again until the Australian reported last night that Oakwell had reached out to the Sydney Roosters, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, Melbourne Storm, Penrith Panthers and the Brisbane Broncos to encourage them to talk to the ARL about revisiting the proposal. The proposal they're referring to would have seen 20% of the NRL being sold off, resulting in several hundred million injected into the game to be split between NRL and the clubs. 
The NRL emerged relatively unscathed from COVID, which might explain the lack of interest in the private money. And there's no word yet on how the clubs have responded to Monday's email, though. And Gem, it's not the first time private money for Aussie sports has come up this week, with the Sydney Morning Herald reporting that Cricket Australia is being courted by Indian investors interested in the big bash cricket. Private investment's a key part of the financial model of T20 leagues in India, Pakistan and the Caribbean. And there's pros and cons, Gem. But Cricket Australia says it's not interested until they have a full-time chief executive in place. Ash Barty has today confirmed her full return to the WTA circuit, starting off with the Miami Open, which starts next week on the 23rd. Barty had previously said she would play it by ear this season to see how everything unfolded with COVID, but she says she now feels more comfortable knowing that the tour is doing the right thing safety-wise. Adding that if it changes, she'll be on the first plane home though, Greg. With the rankings freeze, meaning she's been able to hold on to the world number one title the last year, she's got some eyes on her as she defends the Miami title. She won it in 2019 and the 2020 Open was cancelled. Yep, and she says she's looking forward to competing again and that she's excited to test herself against the best. Catch This is our daily look at the stuff people are talking about from an epic sporting moment, an obscure sport update, or an event to pop in your calendar. Gemma, something pretty obscure is that almost 70% of the A-League's players are uncontracted beyond this season. It's because of a few factors, such as uncertainty over the timing of next year's competition, the players' collective bargaining agreement, and the fact that the A-League is yet to secure a TV deal for next year. There's a fair bit to it, but if you're a soccer fan and want to read more, we'll put a link to the Sydney Morning Herald article in the show notes. And staying with soccer or football, Greg, anyone who knows a Swedish striker Zlatan Ibrahimovic knows he is not a modest person. He retired from international football five years ago, but he will return to play for Sweden in the upcoming World Cup qualifiers. His Twitter post announcing the return simply read, The Return of the God. (laughs) Even though he's 39, he was voted Sweden's Men's Player of the Year last year for the 12th time. Yeah, he's still got it. Yeah, look, he probably does. We've got a link to one of his most memorable goals in our show notes today, so check it out if you're interested. Yeah, that one's nuts. That's all from us here at Sport Today. Thanks for tuning in. And if you like what we're doing, give your mates a nudge down at the pub. Word of mouth is really good for us. And we'll catch you tomorrow.